Welcome, welcome. You're listening to season six of Oh My Travel Podcast. A travel podcast that highlights women, people of color, and our travel community. I'm your host, Janine, aka The Wild Explorer. And I'm your co-host, Martha, aka Martha Getza. We have a great episode for you today. So let's go. Okay, well, Martha and I, it's just us two. We're going to be chatting it up um, because that is what we do best here on that in this podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> what do we need to talk about today, Martha? Um, I think we need to do uh, another quick little catch up, um, just what's been going on. And more specifically, welcome back. You're back from Iceland. Yes. Oh my God. Um, I was away in Iceland. I guess, yeah, total time was eight days. Um, oh my God. That was really fast. Yeah. It was, it was quick. It was a quick trip considering like, you know, it's, it's further out and yeah. um, how long is the flight on that? Actually, not that long. So I had a layover in New York or um, Newark airport. Uh, so it took like five, a little over five hours to get to Newark. And then from there to go to Reykjavik, which is the capital of Iceland was like another like five and a half. So it's not that long considering. Oh, it's for like- some reason, I thought it was like a 16 hour minimum trip. Like I thought it was like in the 16 and over. Yeah, it's crazy because like if I, every time I go to like Europe, somewhere in Europe, it's usually like my my first stop is like Paris or Copenhagen, Rome, usually because I do like Norwegian, that's like the the budget airline. And um, to go directly there is like, I don't know, like I think Paris is like 10, 11 hours. I could be totally wrong, but I feel like it's already in the double digits and um yeah I was surprised how how quickly considering um there was like a layover the layover was pretty short which was awesome um but yeah I didn't I was like wow it's it's pretty pretty easy to get to Iceland um I think because I mean recently um more people have been going there it's been their destination of choice um Mm -hmm. but yeah I for some reason it just seemed like somewhere very far and not just like hey let's go yeah yeah Iceland has been super popular lately I feel like so many so many people have just been going there you know this year especially um I just been seeing it a lot more like on Instagram and you know TikTok and whatnot um and I remember there was like kind of this influx of people or when I say people I probably should be more specific and say Americans um because that's mostly what what I see like on social media it's going to be like my 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 friends and then you know just people that I I know from like social media world there's Mm -hmm. been I feel like a lot more Americans there was kind of like this influx a few years ago when wow air which was a budget airline um out of Iceland they were flying to to Iceland to Reykjavik for like I don't know I think like a round trip 
from like LA was pretty cheap, like, like right below like $400. Um, yeah. But the so. catch about that is that even though it might be economical to get to Iceland, it's very expensive once you're there, right? Yes. Iceland is not cheap by any means. Um, I mean, even just like take into consideration, like eating, eating any food, like even groceries, like eating, making our own food was not a cheap thing because they can't like, they have a different way of growing like vegetables. You don't, I mean, it's, it's cold there. Yeah summer isn't as cold but it's still like cold well it's definitely cold for southern californians um, yeah like you can't just throw your chile seeds in the in the, in the ground and then it's just gonna grow like i did no this summer <laughs> it is no yeah i was reading or i was flipping through this magazine and it talked a little bit about like cuisine there and they were showing um of course there are like, I think there are like some traditional type of farms. Um, and I think it's only certain vegetables that can grow in, um, in like more extreme weather, but I think it's like certain times of the year, but they have like, it's like an underground or like a, I don't know the way it looked it was underground, but it, there were also like these like greenhouses. Um, so I think there's a lot more resources, um, that go into growing, um, growing like vegetables and produce and stuff like that. So it's going to be Which is why it would be more expensive. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, Iceland is definitely not a cheap country, but I think it's still, you could still travel there and not totally break the bank. I think it's all about expectations and just kind of knowing you know, how much things are going to cost, what are the alternatives, you know, what could you do to save, you know, on XYZ, is, is it going to work out for you to do it this way or that way? Um, and just taking into consideration all that, um, but expectations do go a long way. Okay, so you were there with our friend Jupiter. Hi, yes, Jupiter. If you haven't checked out Jupiter's um, episode, which he talks about his time in Antarctica, so just shameless plug if you guys are interested. Um, but you met with, with our friend Jupiter, so how was that? It was so much fun. So that was like the first time that I met Jupiter in person, and so mm-hmm. he he flew in before me, and he was waiting at the airport. Um, for a good like six seven hours probably um because he got there in like the middle of the night and then I got there early morning I think my flight landed like at 6 a.m six something and then by the time I got through like customs and everything it was like almost an extra hour um you got to go through customs pick up your uh, bags and then you have to go to duty duty free because (laughs) um if you're going to enjoy a cocktail or a wine or beer or whatnot, your beverage of choice, um, you know, during your time in Iceland and you're cooking your own meals, you're going to want to go to duty free and get the, you know, like the tax exempt um, booze 
to save oh some money. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> Protest. Iceland travel hack. Yes, and I mean this goes for like, I mean a lot of countries because um, there there are countries that like add on not only like a tax but. Like even in California, we have like an extra like, you know, five cents if you buy a can or, you know, whatever. So I don't know what exactly that they, they have there. I know like in Finland, they like tack on like an extra something per bottle because you're supposed to be recycling that. Um, yeah. So yeah, you, you save some money doing it that way. And of course, I mean, anything that you're, it's gonna, you're gonna save a lot more money if you're drinking your own bottle of wine versus going to a restaurant, of course, but even if, you know, even to buy a bottle of wine at the grocery store is gonna be a lot more at the grocery store in Reykjavik or wherever in Iceland versus at duty-free. So that's a hot tip. Um, and this just goes for like a lot of different countries, like, you know, other expensive countries like Switzerland and whatnot. You wanna pick up a bottle of wine at duty-free and, enjoy so, your however many days there so if you already know you're gonna be drinking at home at your airbnb or at the hotel mm-hmm. some pre-gaming it before you go out to dinner to the club well, <laughs> i've never thought about doing that like honestly i only go like after when i'm leaving and picking up whatever it is that i want to pick up yeah which makes like total sense yeah um i guess like this time around we're like okay, we're, we're going to be cooking our own meal. So it kind of just made sense. And then you'll hear this, like if you're reading blog posts and kind of like researching for your trip to Iceland, more likely than not, you're going to, you're going to read about this tip, but it's a good tip to, to save some extra money. Um, drinking, drinking there is, is not cheap. Like if you're going to have a drink at the at the restaurant, um, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of comparable to LA prices, maybe a little bit more at some restaurants, but LA is definitely not cheap to drink at either. So <laughs> expectations. Yeah, that's true. Um, since you mentioned that you two were cooking and, you know, trying to limit the outings, um, I do remember seeing some videos of you two cooking it up in there, um, more specifically Jupiter um, making some things. And I saw him using a fork, like a metal fork on like a nonstick pan. And I was just like horrified. So please tell me that he cooks like the actual food that he produces was better than his cooking technique because I was like, oh my God, that's nonstick you're gonna mess up that path (laughs) (laughs) Um, so how's this cooking no his cooking is great um I know I I feel like some people are big like sticklers on I I have like someone like almost scold me for for using um I don't know something metal on a non-stick and I was like I'm not scraping it like I'm just being resourceful. We didn't have it's like, danger. we had like you in danger, very, girl. Huh? I said, you're putting that pan in danger. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, we didn't have a lot of, um, 
utensils or choices. So, uh, but the food was good. The food was good. Yeah. We, we made some, some great food. Um, I think we ate better than most people who were camping. So we were in a camper van, mm-hmm. which is like another way that you could kind of save money. And then it gives you a lot of flexibility and freedom. Um, so we decided to, since we were road tripping around the entire island, um, we decided to go with a camper van that, you know, that um, takes care of transportation. It, it's kind of like an all-in-one, right? Transportation, lodging, and you're able to cook your meals. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, we didn't have to rely on, you know, like excursions or anything. Like people who decide like, oh, I don't want to drive. I rather, you know, stay in Reykjavik or I rather, you know, pay a tour company to take me around the island. That's going to be so much more expensive. So because we were, you know, self-touring, we only did like one, one excursion. We did this glacier hike, um, which was a lot of fun, but like the excursions all that. are not cheap at all. Yeah. No, I feel like um, it would be a lot of equipment that you would have to, that you would need to do these things because of all the ice and um, snow and stuff around. So obviously safety is a big, like number one, right? You don't want to be like using things that aren't appropriate. You know, you'll lose a finger, a toe, frostbite. Yeah. Yeah. No, safety is definitely a priority. I think like some of these places you're not even like allowed to go without a guide. So it kind of just depends on like what you want to do. Um, we were able to see the Northern lights the first day. I mean, the first night, Um, And that's something that like people will pay like to go on like a, you know, a Northern Lights, um, you know, excursion. Yeah. So we, we got lucky by seeing it the the first night that we were there. It was incredible. And um, I mean, if you've never seen it, you're going to Iceland, like specifically for that, or like, that's one of your big highlights and you really don't know much about it, I would say like, if you don't wanna do the excursion, if it's a little bit too pricey or out of your price range, um, do your research on like, you know, just Google like how to see the Northern Lights in Iceland. There's so many resources, so many tips. There's apps, free apps that you could download. There are um, apps that are like specific for Iceland. Um, So Jupiter had, one of the apps downloaded on his phone and we were just monitoring and we're like, okay, there's like a X percent chance that we could see it. And we waited for a little bit. And then we saw like this white stuff in the sky. We're like, what is that? I'm like, I think that's the lights. I think it's like starting to come through and it just kept getting better and better. It was oh my God. So was the app telling you like, okay, at this location around this time range, something might happen? Yeah, there, um, I forget exactly how, cause I didn't have it on my phone. I forget Mm -hmm. like what it would say, but it was like, I think you like put in your location. Plus I think, um, if you allow it to, it'll take your location. So I think what Jupiter had done was put in the location and it said like 30% chance, blah, blah, blah. And of course you have to take into consideration like 
well, are you in an area where there's a lot of light pollution? Um, or, you know, are you in the back country and it's, it's, it's really dark? Um, because obviously if it's darker, you're gonna, you're gonna see it better. And mm -hmm. I mean, the lights will be there. It's just a matter of like, you know, are there clouds? Are, is there like, you know, fake light, like, you know, like the street lights or whatnot, um, is that in the way? So we were in a pretty dark area. There was still some lights around, like we were at a camp, a campground. And so when you have um, a camper van, you're staying at campgrounds. And I mean, it's, it's kind of different from like, you know, just a campground where you kind of just see tents. It's, it's going to be pretty much all vans, um, especially that time of year. I think maybe in the summer you see like regular, like some, some tents, but a lot of the people who are road tripping around um, Iceland are, are in camper vans. Um, so you'll see camper vans and then there's like showers there, there's restrooms. Um, some of these campgrounds even have like a community uh, kitchen. Uh, so yeah, we were in an area where there was like very little like light and um, we just- which, which, camp, which campsite did you guys uh, decide on? For that first night, we went to a place. Oh, let me see if I even have it here. I have to look at my notes. Um, it was something with an H, and it was next to. Oh no, I'm I'm gonna like no, I. I'm gonna butcher all these. Uh, all of the names. It was next to one of the. I'm trying to look on my map. Um, it was next to one of the bigger, the bigger waterfalls. Um, one second. Is it this one? It was next to Selyalampas. <laughs> oh my God, no, I'm butchering that. A waterfall. What, uh, what language do they speak? Icelandic. Iceland? Okay, so it's their own. Yes. Oh, I have the the campsite we stayed at was Hamragadar. Hamragadar. Interesting. <laughs> and you liked it. Recommend. 10 for 10 would go again. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. The location's really cool because you're you're so close to that main waterfall. And then like when we had breakfast in the morning, we were staring out at this other waterfall. Is is really like location wise it was really cool um their showers were not working when we went so that was like a bit of a so bummer. you had to go to the waterfall <laughs> yeah we we're like <laughs> we were tempted no it was so cold but um that was our first night so we we're like uh I mean it wasn't like we desperately needed a shower but you know when you get off a plane you just like feel like you need to freshen up and you need a shower <laughs> um at least I do when I get off a plane yeah. if I'm like in the car for like you know like hours I'm going like a long distance I'm like oh I just want to like take a shower and like feel fresh again even though you're like yeah. you're just in the car or like you're just in like, the plane there's something about it yeah I like the trappedness of it all yeah 
but it was it was a cool area they even have wi-fi at a lot of these campgrounds um which i know someone listening might be like why do you need wi-fi like you're they know who their target audience is yeah they're they're smart (laughs) i'm like uh I'm pretty sure people want to like upload the awesome waterfalls that they just saw and and also like I mean just to know where you're at um in case yeah. you get lost in case you know people are trying to find you at least mm-hmm. they know like hey the last time her device was connected was right here exactly I, mean, I don't know that much about technology but I feel like it's safer maybe who knows yeah I mean it's always nice to be connected for for safety reasons and to just like know where you're going um because my phone was not working at first like there was something wrong with it where like the roaming wasn't turned on and that was like that was the issue with it but I thought I was like oh my god I'm not gonna have any any connection what's what's going on but um society (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and like everybody's different. Some people just like, this is vacation. They want to unplug this. This is like, you know, like half work for me. And then, you know, just being able to like do some things um, while I'm on the road was, was like totally necessary. So. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, I mean, I feel like me personally, just because of the type of family and environment I grew up in, it was kind of like, they always want to know what's going on because they worry. I mean, my parents, they worry. It's only four of us girls. So I think that they just from birth, they were programmed to very much be concerned about our safety. Um, so whenever we would travel, they like knowing itinerary hotels, how can we get a hold of you? And if we don't check in, they really freak out. So in that sense, I'm always like, yeah, the more available I am. It's not that I'm being available to like work, like fuck work. Like if I'm going on vacation, I don't want to hear from any of my coworkers, (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like my parents would appreciate it if I checked in, you know, once a day, twice a day, they would love in the morning and in the night. So are you back at your hotel yet? Okay, good. (laughs) Sometimes it would be funny because I would check in like, okay, I'm going to bed now. I'll, you know, see you in the morning. And then they would call me and it would be the morning time. They'd be like, oh, so what's going on? I'm like, I slept. Nothing, nothing has happened since then. <laughs> I can okay. call you at lunch and let you know. Like yeah. the middle of my day. That's a good update. My mom didn't even know there was, she was like, oh, I didn't know there was such a big time difference. I'm like, mom, Aww. I'm in. Europe like I'm in I'm on the other like almost the other side of the world (laughs) yeah oh mama Mary she's so funny so Um, what um what were some of your favorite activities while you were out there besides the northern lights which how were they in person like so much better um so if you've if you've seen photos of the northern lights and you've seen like those professional photos where it looks like crazy green and like you even get the purples um that you'll see green but it's not like what you're seeing on a screen you're not going to see those vibrant colors um I mean those photos are edited to like your your camera is picking up colors that you're not seeing with your eye 
and it's like intensified. And then with, um, with editing, that photo is just completely different from what you see with your eye. Um, it, it's an interesting experience because the lights move around, they can move around pretty fast. Like they, you know, when you hear like, oh, the Northern Lights dancing, it does look like they're dancing. It looks like it's putting on like a whole like light show. Like you feel like you're at Disneyland watching like, you know, that phantasmic <laughs> whatever show. Um, it, it's crazy. It, um, it almost, the way like the lights move, it's kind of like a water fountain. Like if you've ever gone to Vegas and seen like the Bellagio um, like water fountain show, I don't know what it's called. It kind of reminds me of that because of like the way it kind of, I don't know, it kind of looks a little bit like waves. It looks like, like ribbon, like, you know, like the gymnastics, the ribbon dance thing. It kind of looks like that. Like it like ripples and waves. It's, it's crazy. It's like an out of this world experience. Um, the way you're describing it almost makes me feel like there should be music in the background yes. playing while this is happening. There, there should be like, it, it, was there music like happening in your head? Was there a soundtrack to the, <laughs> right? I mean, if there was, it would be like, it would be like an orchestra. It would be like, I don't know, like Mozart, I don't something like Beethoven, you know, something like that. It would be like that. Um, oh my God. It no, so yeah. Crazy. I have, I've never heard that they dance. I mean, I know that there's like a show, like, like the lights, but I've never heard it described in that way. But maybe I just haven't looked into it that much. Maybe it's yeah, me. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's a little bit different each time I think maybe sometimes it's a little bit slower but I don't know it looked it was just it was crazy oh man yeah I was was the first time you've been seeing them yeah that was like like my first real life time seeing them I've seen so at first you see white light and then it kind of looks like, okay, is that like a city in the distance? Is that clouds? Like you're not sure until it starts moving. So I've seen the white light. Um, when I was actually, I was at this, uh, we were glamping in outside of Yellowstone and there's, there's times of the year where you could see, or I've heard that you can see the the northern lights from there. But we saw like this mm-hmm. white, and I was like, "What is that?" And then like someone who worked there, we were at at this communal um, campfire thing, like doing our s'mores. And he was like, "Oh, that's like that's the northern lights, but it's like the you know like the like a faint northern light is how he kind of described it." And I was like, "What?" But nothing ever, it, it never turned green or anything is very faint and it looked very far. Mm. Um, this looked like it was closer, like closer to earth. I don't know how to even describe it. It's, it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> and how was the moon? Or did the lights just kind of take over? Um, you know what? I don't you think- You didn't even moon, notice it. 
Yeah, I don't think the moon was out. I'm trying to think if like moonrise was like later on. This was kind of earlier in the night. This was like 10, maybe 10 p.m., if not a little earlier. Like it happened early. Actually, yeah, it was, it started happening like around like 9.15, like early on. Because I think by like, I think I went to the van like a little before 10 and then Jupiter stayed out for, for a little while, while longer. Mm-hmm. I was dead. I was like, I cannot, I was tired. They were giving you life, but not that much. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. Like it keeps getting better and better, but like, I need to go to sleep. Cause I'm going to die. <laughs> I, I don't really sleep on planes. And then we landed yeah. at 6 30 Iceland time. And then it was like, you know, it was had already been up forever. Yeah. Was, oh, I know. I feel bad for you because you don't sleep on planes. I can sleep anywhere on anything. I know. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I wasn't there holding your hand. I know. Nobody was. <laughs> we sleep. We can sleep on each other. We've, you've done that though, right? When we've taken trips together. I feel like you've like knocked down on my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I have to be like really exhausted. Um, coming back, I slept a little bit. Um, I like had friends on like friends was one of the, like, it'll be like movies, TV shows. And I always mm-hmm. like relax with friends. <laughs> so I did. Cause it makes you think you're at home. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that very familiar feeling and you don't feel, you kind of forget that you're in the air for a second and then the turbulence hits and then I'm like, I'm going to die. You're like, that's it. Oh, uh, yeah. My anxiety, it's just, it's, it's too much. But when you love travel, you, you just put up with the flights. Yeah. Um, so what other activities were fun to do? Um, we did, we did a lot of hiking. We saw a lot of waterfalls, which of course, obviously <laughs> the waterfalls are just insane so insane so incredible um what else I mean we went like hiking into canyons there was this area that we started going into and it was like totally like fall like just fall colors everywhere like bright yellow some reds like a little bit of orange it to me I'm like I've never really seen photos of Iceland with like the fall color so to me I'm like Iceland is always like Ice. for the most part green and it was just kind of a trip to see it with fall colors I, I have no idea why like obviously you know places have seasons but um I don't know it's kind of like when you think of like Ireland being like green all the time and then you go into an area and it's like a whole other color you're like what um so it's just kind of funny to see that and even Jupiter joked he's like oh we're in Vermont like (laughs) it just had these like intense colors and it was so much um so it was really cool like just seeing seeing that just seeing how like on a you know a long drive even if you're driving for an hour it changes the landscape changes so much we started out the trip like going to a volcano and just like seeing very desolate looking, uh, desolate looking area and, you know, lots of dirt and 
black from the from the lava and then you know you're driving out and then you start seeing like the ocean and then you get into other areas where there's lots of green and I don't know everything it just looks like a whole other world there we went to um when we were in the north we were in this area that had a lot of like the geysers um and that area was really interesting because it was in the north and it was a colder area. There was some snow on the mountains. Um, there were, there was like this body of water that was like this intense blue color. And then, um, I don't know, everything just looks so crazy there. There was like a mix of everything. You, you saw like snow and you saw like the geyser area was very like, um, it looked like Mars or just like another planet and had like the smoke coming up and I don't know everything just looked really insane and there was like this lava area so you're like walking through and the lava rocks are all like black and then there was there were trees and it was the fall colors again and I don't know this area you just saw like everything all at once it was it was pretty insane oh yeah um it would have been nice did you so did you do anything fallish there like do they have apple picking just kidding i don't have apple picking but um do what do they have it, like for activities besides the like, do they have anything specific to that time of year or it's kind of the same year round? I guess it's kind of the same year round. I mean, so when it starts, like when there's like snow, snow, some of these, some of the roads like just totally shut down and they're like not passable. Mm -hmm. um, so you can't even get to like some areas in Iceland. Um, during that time um I mean there wasn't like specific yeah like there weren't like fall activities like that like there was no like pumpkin patches or right any of that um no I mean that's it's interesting I don't know if there are any different activities um I think in the summer there is a lot more going on we we went to this one city up in the north um i'm gonna butcher the name so i'm not even gonna say it it starts with an a <laughs> um and it's it's one of the bigger cities so the the majority of iceland lives in the capital they live in reykjavik which is in the south um and that's where you fly into more than more than likely you're gonna fly into there um and then there's a city in the north that's pretty populated um but I mean, it's still like smaller in comparison to like cities we're used to here back home. Um, but um, we're walking through like the little city center and then we saw this like cute like ice cream shop and it just, I had a sign that said, see you again next summer. So there are things that happen or, or there's more going on in the summer, of course. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's summer, there's more tourists, there's the, the weather is completely different. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. Like, a like a summer town, things like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Well, how was the local cuisine? I'm curious because I don't know much about Icelandic foods. So what are they known for? I, okay, so I didn't really eat a lot of the food. I ate the famous Icelandic hot dogs. You will see that at like most, um, they'll have them at the grocery stores, not all the grocery stores, but some of them. Um, they'll have them at gas stations. We'll have them at like little like stalls. Um, but what so- makes them famous Icelandic hot dogs? I've never heard of that. So I don't know what the actual like meat is. Like, I don't know if it's pork. I don't Stop. know. If I don't know really? what it is. <laughs> I'm sure it's better than whatever we're eating here at home. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what it is, but there's there's like a, I don't know, there's like a good crunch to it. I mean, you're biting into like the casing, right? And I've heard Okay, so I looked it up, but keep going. Okay. (laughs) Um, They kind of like, they're long and skinny, so they kind of look like Dodger dogs. Okay. Maybe not as long, but um, they're long and skinny. And um, you know, you could get them with different, like you could get them with mustard and it's a different type of mustard. It isn't like yellow, like the yellow, um, French's mustard that we're used to here. You could get them with ketchup, um, onions, grilled onions. You could get them with bacon. And this is like, they have this at like gas station, like stalls and stuff like that. Like you get them anywhere. Um, and they're pretty cheap. I think they're like, maybe like three dollars or three to five dollars I don't know but in comparison to how much um food is in Iceland they're pretty cheap um what is also popular is lamb soup I kept seeing that at places like they even sell them again at like the gas stations not all of them but um at some of the gas stations you'll see lamb soup what else will you see um Okay, but the hot dog, I looked it up, and it's made of pork and beef and Mm -hmm. um, lamb. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I guess because in its natural casing, and because of the grass-fed, roam-free Icelandic sheep, that's what gives them their distinctive and delicious taste. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah they're, and they're good. And then that that mustard that you said, it's like that. What is it? It's like a brownish mustard. Yeah, it's called what is it? Phil file snip, and it's yeah, a sweet brown mustard. But yeah, yummy. It has, it it has lo- they look good. Now that I looked them up, I'm like, oh, <laughs> traveling to Iceland just for the hot dog. Dude, I love a hot dog. I will, I like truly love a hot dog. Like from anywhere. I go to 7-Eleven and pick up a hot dog sometimes when I'm in the mood. And (laughs) you know what? I don't regret any of my choices in life. So I would actually go for a hot, I think I had, um, I feel like every, if I see a hot dog when I'm traveling, I do try it. Cause I had the ones in Paris, you know, they're in like the big, the big, um baguettes and then it has the two like sausages because it's like so long like the bread's so long it's like why would there only be one in there so it 
Uh At least the ones that I got, they had like two and then just like put the ketchup on it. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like deep diving. (laughs) (laughs) Deep diving is Slender Hot Dog. Hot dog tourism. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, the hot dogs in Denmark are really good too. Is it Denmark? No, I feel like I'm messing this up. I don't know. I feel like there, there's like people say like, oh, the hot dogs are good here. Or the hot dogs are good in like Switzerland. Um, I don't know. I feel like anything is good anywhere if you're used to U.S. like processed food. Oh my God. Well, because some of the things that are legal here for us to eat are illegal in other places. <laughs> True. They're True. like, we can't, how, how could you guys eat that? Like, that's not, it's not even a thing here. You only get so much percent of that. What? (laughs) Yeah, like I know that one, what was it? I was listening to a podcast recently and they were talking about how like in Europe that um, dye, red dye, like number five or number three or something Mm. is like illegal over there. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, (laughs) no, can't be getting that. But mm, okay, so the hot dogs the um soup yes the lamb soup I would see a lot of um fish and chips there's like fish um dishes are popular when I when I was in the city and I decided to have like you know like a regular sit-down dinner um I had Icelandic ceviche which they, they probably don't like usually do like a ceviche but um it was like kind of their take on ceviche it had um, cod, salmon, and ling. Ling? Ling, yeah. So I tried looking this up. I think it's a type of cod, but that is what the what the server told me it was called. I was like, ling? Like, I've never even <laughs> heard of this. And I yeah. tried, because at first I thought he said link, and I was like, what is that? And then I even like texted to my boyfriend, who's a chef. I was like, uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what he's saying. And then I Googled, I was like, oh, maybe it's ling, which is a type of cod. Um, but yeah, it, it was like, you know, whatever their catch of the day was and, you know, whatever the chef, you know, prepared, but it, it was good. It was, it was different from like ceviche that I you know, would eat. And I, I thought it was interesting because um, ceviche that like either Mexican ceviche or like Peruvian ceviche, I feel like is usually with whitefish. So it's uh-huh. interesting having it with um, salmon. Oh, huh. yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I've had, I know like, well, it's not raw, but it kind of is in a sense because it's cooked with only citrus. Um, but I mean, I've had like raw, like sushi salmon. So it was totally different from like sushi salmon for sure. But um, yeah, it was good. It was interesting. Um, I would eat it again. I was going to go with the the soup, but I don't know. It, the, the ceviche was calling my name. Yeah. Well, you love a ceviche. Yes. Yes. But yeah, um, other than that, I really don't know too much about the cuisine I've, I've heard that there are like really good restaurants and I was looking up like I was I I had I had my choices of restaurants it's like okay I could go here 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 
And for whatever reason, I decided to um, have dinner at Reykjavik Kitchen, which, which was really good. Okay. Well, I appreciate that little mini <laughs> dive into the food. So it's a lot of fish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would say it's a lot of fish. Well, it's a lot of like, I mean, even with like the hot dog or the lamb, like it is meat heavy as well. Okay. Um, I don't really like, that's always going to be like the base because I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know if years, like many years ago when they didn't really farm in, you know, greenhouses or however they do it now. Um, I don't know if it was just like mostly meat and then whatever they could actually farm, you know, on land. Um, oh, that makes sense that it would be okay. Like protein heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, that was, that was Iceland in a gist. Um, it's, well, it's, I definitely want to go more now. Yeah. Um, and safety wise, how safe did you feel? Oh, totally safe. Like it's one of the safest countries in the world. Um, so you I mean you're, you're safe. Like, uh, I don't think you really hear about anything happening. I mean, you don't even hear about like people like kind of breaking into cars or anything like that either. You know so. what? I've heard that. Um, I was listening to um, our our mutual um, internet friend, um, Cindy, who has her um, handbag uh, collection, um, her business, um, um, Ella Pocket, Pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Cindy um and I know that she's had on I listened to one of her chats that she did with a Latina woman who moved to Iceland and oh. she was talking about her experience there um and she said that yeah that people are like super super honest and that farms or yeah so like a farm um would put out whatever it is the crop that they grew and just put it like out on the side of the road Mm -hmm. like by their house and then just put like a sign that says like okay so like at my house I would put out all my avocados and be like oh a dollar an avocado and then people would go and pick out whatever avocados they wanted and then they would leave the money there and then at the end of the day or however many times a day the people would go and you know pack everything up and then take their money and it was you know like that yeah. and even like with coffee she said that people would just go into the coffee shop and pour themselves coffee and just leave the money and so that they don't bother not that they don't bother people but just so that it's like it's fast and efficient and people know like the coffee costs this much the coffee's on the counter pour yourself some coffee and leave the money yeah it's it's very like you know people are honest and it's based on I I saw that even in on campsites like okay well we're here these hours and then after hours you could pay this way and we went into like a like a hot tub same thing so yeah people are pretty honest I mean if there's anyone who's you know any sort of like non-payers it's probably going to be a tourist (laughs) Uh, they would they would mess it up but you you were honest I I believe that yes yes yay (laughs) because we're visiting their home I want to be respectful you want to be respectful 
Well, I'm glad you're back and I'm glad you had a fun time and I'm glad that you got to hang out with Jupiter IRL. Yes. And we'll all see each other soon. Hopefully here in LA. Yes. Yes. That's, we we have to tell Jupiter that's his next trip. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, it was nice talking and I guess we'll wrap it for today. Yes, more to come on social media. So stay tuned for that. Yes, I hope that you got video of the dancing lights. Um, I got some but video. Feel, it's not going to be the but same, I feel like, but <laughs> I was going to say, but I feel like how could you even capture it because yeah. of the magic? It, you'll, you'll have to, yeah, you'll see some of it. Okay. It's, it's okay. <laughs> okay, love you. Love you too, have a good day. That's our episode. Please remember to subscribe and follow for new episodes dropping every Tuesday. If you enjoyed our show and our guests, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Oh My Travel Podcast, at The Wild Explorer, and at Martha Gets It. And please feel free to share this with your friends and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye.